Braden, don't think, just answer. What is so good about God? Mm, he has given me a great family. All right, coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we will learn that people praise God by confessing the truth. Hello, everybody. My name is Brayden, and he over there is John. Hey, friends. Or that's John, I guess. It is. I am John. I am John. No, I'm Brayden. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And this is the Bible Story Podcast. I want you, John, to answer your own question. What is so good about God? Uh, That's easy. Uh, God provides everything all that i need when i stand back and think about that it's it's actually pretty incredible pretty astonishing yeah it's it's very true everything i need everything Everything. okay friends uh in a month from now we were we're going to take the bible story podcast on the road and we're going to be at faith covenant church in breton alberta we're pretty excited about it. it's going to be awesome if you'd like to join us we would love to have you there uh, it's going to be a live episode. It's going to start at 11 a.m. on October 31st, 2021. Uh, so just over a month from the release of this episode. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, also a little, a little bit nervous. We've never done a live event before. Yeah, it, it, yeah, no need to be nervous. I mean, I mean, we're uh, live right now, kind of, sort of. No, this, this, well, it's a recording. <laughs> Yeah, but we're doing it live. Yeah, we are living, so we are doing it <laughs> we're, alive. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> we are not dead. This is not a dead show. Yeah, good. Good to know. All right. Before we get into semantics, let's uh, let's get into our maybe a bit of background for the story. We've got a great story today for you. We um, do. Yeah, it's you can read it in Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verses one through thirty, and get this. I love this this guy's name. King Jehoshaphat was a good king. Are they are they calling uh, Joseph Fat? Nope. The king. Nope. Jehoshaphat, not Joseph Fat. Jehoshaphat. I'm gonna call you Jonathan. Hey, <laughs> I I think that's funny, and you can do that just because it's funny, but uh, it it kind of hits home. Jonathan Slim. <laughs> Jonathan Slim. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. That works too. So King Jehoshaphat, (laughs) he was indeed an excellent king, but he was in a terrible situation as we will learn about today in our story. Yeah. Israel's kingdom began under Saul. It was firmly established under King David. It grew to epic proportions under King Solomon. And And after King Solomon, the kingdom of Israel was divided into the north and the south. And King Jehoshaphat was leading the portion known as Judah. Yeah. And so this meant that they were a lot smaller than they were before as one kingdom. And by the time Jehoshaphat came around, the kingdom of Israel was past its prime in large part because of some of the kings had begun to, you know, lead people away from God and set up places to worship other idols. Yeah. This, this wandering away from God to worship false gods led to much trouble and difficulty for the Israelites. It was no good. But when you look at the larger context of, of Israel as a whole uh, and their behavior previous to this, you know, it's really not a big surprise that Jehoshaphat and all of Israel and specifically Judah are in this awful predicament at this point. Yeah. So let me set the stage. Mm. A, a few 
nations have created an alliance with one another and an alliance is an agreement to work together between two parties. Yeah. So uh, these nations, and I'm going to likely butcher some of the names of these nations because, well, they're just not like English names and, and that's really the only language I know. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, these nations were the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Mayunites. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. And so together they made an army that was so big that there's just no way Judah would be able to stand against them. Yeah, King Jehoshaphat gets word that, you know, this enemy alliance, this massive army was coming their way. And when he had heard this news, he was terrified. King Jehoshaphat then knew that this enemy army would easily, easily slaughter them as soon as they arrived. Jehoshaphat did something brilliant, though. He went to God to get guidance. I, you know, Braden, I don't know how many times I, you know, I'm in a predicament, and for whatever reason, in the midst of my panic and my stress and my anxiety, mm-hmm. I'm like, I totally like blank on like, oh, maybe I should tell God about this situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, it seems obvious, but like, yeah. I don't know. Happens that way far too often in yes, my life. Yes, it does. Anyway, he called his entire kingdom, everyone, to come to pray and fast. And he knew that he needed God's help and he did everything he could do to get God's attention and get God to respond. Okay. And so, yeah, he called them to pray and fast. And fasting is when a person deliberately goes without food so that they can pray and seek God. King Jehoshaphat asked the whole kingdom to request God's help. You know, if he if he looked anything like his name sounds, he looks like Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Um, I wonder how that went for him. <laughs> Carry on with the story. Oh, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we need to pause and make take a note here just how... All right. Think of it this way. Kay. This army that was coming against Judah's army, yeah. it, it's not a fair fight. It would no. be like me... Picture this. It'd be like me having this like incredibly awesome, massive army tank, Okay. and you get a Nerf gun. What? Yeah. Kay. I don't like my odds in that showdown at all. No. No. You're going to die. There's no way that Judah had any chance against this army. If all went as planned for that army, there would be no more Judah. Completely wiped out. So when King Jehoshaphat called Judah to fast and pray, people from all over came to the temple in Jerusalem to do just that. Now, I imagine that the people were praying for a long time, maybe even several days at this point. And at one point, King Jehoshaphat stood up and spoke aloud a very humble and sincere prayer. So interestingly, he begins his prayer with, with praise, and he prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the, our ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. That's Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 6. He then continues to, of the recounting of their beginnings, how God had been so faithful to them and how they desperately needed his protection in this moment. Everyone was listening to the king pray, young, old, children, women, and men. Everyone was there listening, praying, and fasting. Now, it's, Brady, it's hard to imagine the mood, mm-hmm. but I am guessing that there was this mix of fear, of confidence, of, of worry, of anticipation, of hope, of anxiety. Like, yeah, all of it. All of it. And and they're just standing there seeking God's help with all of these emotions 
just thick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, the atmosphere would have been thick with emotion, if I if that makes any sense at all. You know, people are people are thinking about the oncoming army, but they're also being reminded of how faithful God has been throughout the years. Right. So uh, now imagine with me the people standing in silence, offering unspoken prayers up to God, and then one of the men in the gathering spoke up. God's spirit came upon him and God gave him a message for the people. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. At Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 15 through 17. Okay, so... Then at this point, everyone watched and then copied King Jehoshaphat. Everyone bowed low to the ground and worshiped God. I imagine, you know, being silent with just a few kind of sniffles as tears of joy and relief ran down people's faces. Kind of a moment of awe, suspended awe. God had just promised to rescue them from certain annihilation. Yeah. And then the Levites who were kind of like worship leaders. They stood up and gave this enormous shout, praising God. The celebration and praise had just begun with these loud shouts. The next day, King Jehoshaphat encouraged and and rallied his troops. He encouraged them to believe in God and, and all that the prophets had said. Then he appointed those singers to be at the front of the army and lead the way. Now, I have to say, Braden, like I, I'm a musician and... This is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Like, I I can't really imagine me leading an army with my guitar and saying, here we go, guys. No, you know, it's... Like, what am I going to do? Like, crack my guitar in somebody's head once and then be like, all right, I've got nothing else. Yeah, it's not like the strongest of luck. N- not, well, not maybe in the way we're thinking of it, but maybe there was something else going on. Yeah. So, I, here's the question, I okay. guess. Why do you think he, uh, Jehoshaphat had had people singing that were leading the army. Like, that just yeah. seems a little bit strange. Well, okay. So, I, I, I think King Jehoshaphat wanted, you know, this constant reminder for his army that God was with them and for them. I think the, the individual singing at the front would have, you know, signified and reminded the army the entire way that God was on their side. They sang, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Hmm. I mean that's that's not a lot of that's not a lot of lyrics. I mean that's no. one, maybe I guess two lines. Yeah. Uh, but it does make what a lot of sense what you're saying. Um, you know, maybe maybe in addition to it being a reminder for the army, mm-hmm. I guess it could have been like this announcement to everyone else who was on the path that God was that God was on Judah's side 
Almost like bragging, right? Yeah, bragging, right? Somebody like, hey, we've got we've got something that you don't. Right. So we are confident. And it's mm. like that that would have spoke quite a bit. Yeah. That would have been pretty significant. So anyway, could you imagine, Braden? And I don't know if this is the way it happened or not, but could you imagine if the singer started out singing and then pretty soon the whole army joins in on this song? Like just how loud and thunderous that would have been and yeah. just like I think there's some intimidation there and you would have been you would have been able to hear that for miles. Like all of like a lot of Israelites would have heard it, but for sure the oncoming army yeah. would have heard it too. You would have heard it definitely in the distance. It would have been very cool and and kind of yeah, I think thunderous is probably a, a great word to describe it. So okay, we have our speculation as to why they were at you know, why the singers were at the front and what happened and in those moments and as the singers began. Uh, we can assume, though, regardless of if our speculation is right, that it was incredible nonetheless. Yeah. At the moment the singers began, God caused the enemy armies to turn on each other. They ended up actually slaughtering each other and no one of the, you know, enemy armies was left alive. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. That's 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 24. What, like, what a horrifying yet inspiring thought. Yeah, what a bizarre scenario. Because you got to look at it from both sides a little bit, and you're like, one side it really worked out, and one side it really did not work out. Yeah, it's not like you want to see death. No, and that much, especially, no. right? Like, yeah, any amount. I I mean, yeah, on one hand, there's so much death, and, and then on the other hand, God saved them from that army that was coming to destroy them. Yeah. King so there's, there's this act of shock and celebration mm. and, and power. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this really, must have been this really bizarre and surreal moment for them. King Jehoshaphat. Mm -hmm. So check this out. The army went out and took everything valuable from the dead troops of the dead army. The clothing, uh, weapons, money, equipment. It took them three days to collect it all. That, yeah. That's a lot of stuff. An entire army. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And it took them three days. And then on the fourth day, they celebrated in the valley, which, of course, they renamed appropriately the Valley of Blessing. Yeah, the name fits. The name fits for <laughs> Judah. So they then returned to Jerusalem, you know, and went right to the temple with everything that they had took and were again led by music as they all praised God. Okay, just to, just to pause here. Yeah. They praised God a lot in this story. They do. Yeah, I think that's fantastic, but... Like, it's just an, a little bit, like, bizarre, absurd amount, especially yeah. considering the context of what all is happening. Yeah, and, okay, so then all of the other, you know, nations surrounding Judah heard what had happened, and, and they were all afraid because they, they recognized and, and, and heard that God fought for and with Judah. So King Jehoshaphat was at peace, and, and no one dared attack Judah again. Okay, seriously, Braden, I don't yeah. know if you heard me the first time. There was a lot of praising God in this story. Gotcha. Going back to this point. Yes, there yes, was. There was. And and think about it. Amid the king and the people being terrified, they chose to praise God. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but when I'm really concerned about something or I'm really scared, yeah. 
praising God isn't the first thing that comes to mind. Like asking, yeah. maybe, maybe asking God for help. Yeah. But not praising God. No, it, it it's certainly like, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem to make sense to us, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, we're like, we as humans want to say, let's solve this problem and fix this instead of saying, oh, I'm going to give thanks in this moment as I'm terrified. You're right. You know, yeah. okay. So as soon as they got the news of, of the enemy armies, we're going to go, let's go through a kind of a, a, a roundup of the praise. Sure. So they got news of, of the enemy armies and they be- began to pray and fast. And then King Jehoshaphat recounted all the incredible things that God had done like in the past. Yeah. Next, they praised God bowing low to the ground after the prophet spoke, uh, followed by shouts of praise and some of the Levi- from some of the Levites. Yeah. And then the army was led by singers who also praised God. Yeah, and then they celebrated and praised God when they saw the enemy dead in the valley. They continued to praise God after they collected all the valuables from the dead army. Then they praised God as they marched back to Jerusalem and went directly to the temple. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, so when we praise God, we confess the truth about God. So much good comes, comes from that. And God enjoys our praise. Yeah, he really does. It 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 also. I think we can we we sometimes neglect to recognize how much shit changes the people who are praising God. Right. So imagine going back to our story. Imagine hearing you're you're one of the soldiers in Judah's army, and mm-hmm. you're hearing for hours and hours as you're marching, give thanks to the Lord, His faithful love endures forever. I think. I think it would have been difficult not to reflect on that song, those, those two lines, and come to the conclusion or re- the realization that well, this is true, mm-hmm. that God will, that he does love us, he will come to rescue us, he's for us. You know, uh, I, I just got to think that the whole army must have marched with more confidence. Yeah. Um, praise it, changes the person offering the praise. And, and repeating it for hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when we confess... Uh, the truth about God when we when we praise Him, or we we can all we can sit in that we connect with God through that. So we we should and can all take time today and throughout the rest of our week to praise God mm. to to confess His truth to confess yeah. the truth about Him. Yeah, praise God. Here here here's it really succinctly. Uh, praise God mm-hmm. by confessing truth. I, I don't know how else I can say it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We've got a growth tip for you guys. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. Just a reminder that a growth tip is a way to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. All right. We want you to take a page out of the playbook of Jehoshaphat. He had his army listening to the singers for hours. The singers are saying, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Now, we want you to listen to praise for hours. So there's a few ways you could do this, but our idea is maybe you could repeat a phrase or listen to a song. Uh, Those are a couple ideas. Yeah. Kind of just, you know, get a song stuck in your head, you know, as you repeat it over and over and, and have that just ruminate in that over the day and allow the truth of God to change you. Okay. I... I have to say that um, this was kind of been happening to me mm. uh, in the midst of some some uh, hard news in the last week. Um, 
So I learned a song as a child, and I'll, I'll, I'll sing it. I'll do my best to sing it for you. Uh, and it's just a couple of lines, all right? My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do for you. And so when I'm going through a hard time, that song from my childhood, that comes to mind. And it's just like, yeah, hmm. that, that's truth. God, like God is big. He is strong. He is mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. That's pretty powerful truth. Yeah, that's awesome. I often find that camp songs will do that for me. Just small, short, you know, even if it's just one sentence of it gets Hmm. stuck in my head and really reminds me of that truth all day, all week, all month sometimes. So that's awesome. Find a phrase, find a song, set it on repeat in your head. There you go. There's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, friends. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Bible Story Pod. Next week, we start season eight, and we cannot wait to share that with you guys. Hey, we love you. Have a great week. Take care. Have you ever felt consistently and constantly misunderstood? Yeah, you know, there have been a few scenarios that I can think of. I can get pretty upset about it all, and I have to work really hard to, at being patient. Coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, the disciples still don't get it, and Jesus is about to leave.